Greetings, I'm Allegra Kakachi Shortle, host of the Forest Bath Podcast. My aim is to explore the medicine and healing that comes by coming in closer relation to the earth. Through stories and conversations with herbalists, farmers, homesteaders and gardeners, healers and land stewards, slow living daydreamers and other earthwise and mindful folk, we celebrate togetherness while coming into closer relation and reciprocity with our plant and mushroom elders and friends. Which brings us to the second annual Maine Fungi Fest. It was an exhilarating weekend, a time to commune and connect, a melding of brilliant minds and creatives of fellow herbalists, mycologists, mushroom cultivators, psychedelic scholars, integrative practitioners, veterans, artists, energy workers, and healers, and more just all came together under one roof to nurture their passion for the expansion of consciousness and share with the collective. I had the honor and privilege of being there in collaboration with Permatours. If any of the topics from these conversations interest you, I highly implore you to head over to Permatours X Fungi Fest YouTube page, where you can actually watch all of the interviews we conducted over the weekend. Check out the folks who we spoke to and their respective realms. Before we start, I want to give a moment of gratitude again at the team at Permatours for being so amazing and open to this opportunity. These guys are really amazing. Bringing actionable crews together and aid Earth-centric living centers and businesses in an effort to learn, expand, and co-create an interconnected future for all. If you like what you hear, swing by the Forest Bath podcast, take a listen to my latest episode. I hope you enjoy our collaboration and take this opportunity to relish in the rich community here in Maine. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and how did you get to Fungi Fest? Please welcome Dana Sawyer. Dana Sawyer is a full-time professor of religion and philosophy at the Maine College of Art and Design, and also an adjunct professor in Asian religions at the Chaplaincy Institute of Maine. He is the author of numerous published works, papers, and books, including Aldous Huxley, A Biography, and Houston Smith, Wisdom Keeper. Please welcome Dana Sawyer to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, I'm a professor emeritus of uh, philosophy and world religions from the Maine College of Art and Design. And uh, <clears throat> my expertise is in comparative mysticism. So, uh, you know, back in the 50s and earlier in our culture, we thought that non-ordinary states of consciousness were forms of disease of the mind that people weren't in their right mind and that the everyday mind was the only mind. And uh, then Aldous Huxley came along and he wrote a book called The Doors of Perception. And in that book he argued that these non-ordinary states actually might be beneficial. They might be uh, states of heightened experience of reality. And uh, he and someone named Humphrey Osmond coined the term psychedelic. Prior to that, the word was hallucinogen for a, for a psychedelic medicine. And Huxley said, no, they're not always delusional. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're expansive and self-actualizing. And so I became very interested in that. 
as I was studying comparative mysticism, looking at Buddhist mysticism, Kabbalah, the Jewish tradition, etc., etc., I started act, adding in psychedelic experience, and uh, that's how I ended up at Fungi Fest. Can you share more about your background on comparative mysticism? It's the usual professor shtick, which is I went to many universities, and then you get out and you spend a lot of time uh, going to meetings, conferences, and you figure out what you want to write about. And when I turned 50, which was quite a long time ago, quite frankly, um, I made two promises to myself, that I would never wear a tie again ever in my whole life, and also that I would stop writing strictly academic work, because when you write for an academic journal, uh, 20 or 30 of your colleagues read it, 25 of them disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that felt kind of pointless. I already had you know, the equivalent of tenure, so I thought, I'm going to write what really matters to me. So I wrote a biography of Aldous Huxley uh, 22 years ago. And that opened up a big world to me because lots of people started coming up. Oh, I've read that book. Huxley had a real influence on me. And then I found about other you know, writers that I would be interested in. And my education really came out of that. Uh, the people that I met, the conferences I went to, uh, in terms of my education around psychedelic experience. How has the community growing around fungi affected your work? How do you see it evolving in the near future? We were talking about this in a panel this morning about, uh, you know, I'm so old that I was in the first wave of interest in psychedelics, and in those days you had to be very quiet about it. I mean, it was very hushed up. I mean. We needed a Me Too movement for people who were psychonauts, you know. And, uh, and now, here we are at the Holiday Inn in Portland, Maine, talking about these things in a very open way. So we see the growth happening. Can we integrate uh, what happens to people in mystical states of consciousness on psychedelics into the mainstream culture? And I think that's a project that... Uh, the organizers of the conference are working on, and one that I'm working on, to try at, as best I can at conferences with colleagues and professionals to say, no, this is something we have to take very seriously. It's growing in the culture very quickly, but take it seriously because um, people have said it's valueless, and, and the people who say it's valueless mostly haven't explored it at all either experientially or even in terms of intellectual work is, uh, you know, what am I saying? A long time ago, Timothy Leary once uh, said, psychedelics sometimes do create psychotic behavior in people who don't take them. Mm. <laughs> and so people who scream and yell that those experiences are valueless are usually people that have never had those experiences. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm being confessional now, but for those of us who have uh, and are also serious philosophers and academics, we're not willing to just discard something that's been very valuable in our life. Right. So my growth is really, as a philosopher, is to try to understand what that value is 
what those awakening experiences are. What is something you'd like people to know about fungi or in your respective field? Is there something you'd like to clear the air on? Not to be so afraid of it. Mm. Not to... um, not to shut down the conversation before the conversation can even start. Uh, Nobody that I know of who's serious about this kind of work is saying, this is a panacea that's going to solve all the world's problems. This is something for everyone. It's not something for everyone. It can be too challenging an experience for a lot of people. And um, if if you're interested in having the experience, be careful. Be careful of what it is you're taking. Be careful of your mindset. Be careful of the setting in which you're taking it. But if you are being careful and you want to have this experience, I think, you know, come on in, the water's fine. And even if you don't want the experience, don't discount out of hand that somebody else's experience isn't as valid as they're reporting it to you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's something I'm hoping for is, I said earlier, we want more of an integration of, of these uh, visionary states into the mainstream culture. You know, if we look at, uh, I used to tell my students, what are the problems we face in the world today? What are they? And, you know, we get the laundry list, right? Overpopulation, pollution, global warming, blah, blah, blah. And my argument then and now is, no, these aren't the problems. These are the symptoms of the problem. The problem is the way that we see the world and the way we see our our relationship to the world and to each other. And if we can grow a new mind, so to speak, see the world and our relationship to it in a healthier, more expansive way, then... um, you know, I see our un, undeveloped, latent ability to expand our mind as really our greatest unused natural resource that we don't really realize as a culture yeah. how much benefit we, we could derive from it. And uh, if I'm wrong, it's still worth, it's worth exploring trying. that possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a chance. If you could be a fungi or a plant, what would you be and why? (laughs) If I could be a fungi or a plant, okay. You know, I've always tended more toward an animal, like Mm, uh, Canada lynx has always been. My wife and I live deep in the woods up and further up the coast in Maine, and I've always thought, ooh, you know, I'd like to be an animal prowling through these woods. you know, whether you're an animal or whether you're a plant or whether you're a fungi, uh, being part of the world, you know, uh, we see ourselves in our culture so separate from the natural world, so separate. Even when we talk about the natural world, we talk about our resources, like they don't have an integrity and an autonomy of their own. And so seeing ourselves as an animal or a plant or a fungi to see ourselves as part of the world as we are, you know. Alan Watts once said, we don't come into the world, we come out of it. 
the world grew us. We grew on this planet. The way, you know, my head is growing hair. Uh, we're not an anomaly to the planet unless we make ourselves one. So coming home to that spiritual connection and physical connection is uh, our journey. Do you have anything you'd like to shout out or where folks can learn more about your work? They can find me very easily on, you know, if they Google me or uh, if they don't like to talk or watch. I wrote a biography of Aldous Huxley I mentioned. I wrote a biography of another psychonaut, Houston Smith, mm -hmm. who um, at one time was one of the most influential advocates for psychedelic experience. And I've just written um, an introduction to the perennial philosophy, which is in the first wave of interest in psychedelic experience, it was the dominant uh, spiritual explanation or interpretation of the experience. And that'll come out in the spring from uh, Monkfish is the name of the publisher. Okay. Yeah, the perennial philosophy reloaded. And if you fold the corner, dog-ear the corner of the book at page 69 and you rip that off, <laughs> you said we were going to have fun. Yes. Not really. Not really. That was a joke. <laughs> well, on that note, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, Dana. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your knowledge that you shared with us today at the Fungi Fest. We hope to speak with you soon.